Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Baird here, host of Truth is Truth podcast. Uh, Welcome again to my podcast if you're returning. Welcome for the first time if you're here for the first time. Today, uh, we answer a statement, Jesus Christ, who he is. This is one I'm really excited about. Uh, putting on the podcast, I want to say here with no hesitation that the only reason I am able to do these podcasts is because I belong to Jesus Christ. He bought and paid for my life now and in eternity. Without him, I have no life. I have no hope of life. I have no salvation, which is necessary for life. Jesus is the only gift that we've been given that is truly free. And I want to repeat that. Jesus is the only gift we have been given that is truly free. Whatever other gift you might have been given over the years or you will get or receive, there's a cost to it. It costs somebody something. In this case, this gift was given to us, and it didn't cost us a thing. It cost Jesus Christ a lot of pain and his life here on this earth, which was his free gift to us. And if we accept that gift and we understand what that gift is, that gift lasts forever. And we need to understand that. I don't care where you're at in life, what you're doing right now as you listen to this podcast. The most important thing you could do in your life for everyone around you and yourself is to ask God to allow Jesus to come into your heart and truly mean and believe that he is the salvation that you need for life everlasting. And there's so much more to that. And what Christ has done for us, uh, that we could talk about that from now uh, through eternity, and we probably will. I want to be clear on what I'm here to do, and that's to tell you all who Jesus is. John 3.16, one of the most popular verses in the Bible, and I'm sure at some time in your life you've heard this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I bet most people have heard this many, many times and never really thought a whole lot about it. It's a basic verse of truth. But why was it necessary for us, and who is this son that was given? John 3, verses 20 through 26 goes on to say, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall be no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Adam fell to sin in the garden after creation by making a choice to do what God had warned him not to do. 
Satan tempted Adam and Eve, and they sinned against God. The law that was given to man, such as the Ten Commandments, made it very apparent that all have sinned and need a Savior. These verses make it clear that it is impossible to be justified by human effort to be righteous before God. We cannot save ourselves from eternal judgment on our own. We will simply never be good enough. Simply put, the only way we will avoid the judgment and wrath of our Creator for our sin is through God Himself in the man of Jesus Christ, who is our righteousness before God. God is righteousness, and common sense regulates that only that righteousness can come from God because it is who He is. Saving faith is supernatural and a gift from God to us in knowing, and we cannot come before God in our sin. God hates sin and cannot look upon sin. We have all sinned, and it is inherent in us. Again, as I have said many times, God sees all the way from before creation through all eternity. God knew we would fall to sin. We are justified or declared righteous only through the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is why it's so important to know who the person Jesus is. He is the justifier for us in our fatal judgment, which we must all face. If we do not have that justifier, we are doomed to a fate without God. We are doomed in our sin with no way on our own to escape the judgment of God due to our lack of righteousness because of sin. We need this righteousness to avoid eternal separation from God, which is really not good. But this righteousness is God and is of God. Listen to me, people, and this is serious stuff. God is not going to destroy the soul of our bodies. The soul lives forever. It lives in eternity, and it's going to live either with God or without God. And to be without God for eternity is going to be very painful. It's going to be a, a missing that you will not understand till you're there. And frankly, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what it's like not to have God in my life. I know what it was like before I brought Christ into my life at the age of 16. And it wasn't a bad, bad life, I'll tell you that, here on this earth. I wasn't driven to my knees to accept Christ in my life. I just knew that there was something I needed, something that was missing. At 16 years old, I knew there was something missing in my life. So I accepted Christ into my life and then made it my life to understand who he is, who God is, and to tell everybody else about that. But the big thing you need to remember is, is that the soul will not be destroyed. So with that said, how do we attain this needed righteousness? Hence the importance of knowing who Jesus Christ is. As I've talked about in my last podcast, God created, let's start with Genesis as God created with Jesus. Genesis one twenty six says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. This establishes before, during, and after creation that Christ was present in the eternal existence with God. They were all in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In John, we see some further verification. John one one: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John one fourteen: And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the holy begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 10.30, and I and my Father are one. 
Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. John twenty twenty eight. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. John eight fifty eight. Jesus said unto them, Very verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. All of these verses confirm the deity of Christ as not only our Redeemer, but also our Creator. Remember, in my Who is God podcast, that God said to Abraham through the burning bush that his name was I Am. Jesus uses this same I Am here in John. This is not hard to understand if we understand that God can do anything he desires to do. He is all-powerful, almighty, and all-existing, so he can do anything he wants. If you look at it in that sense, it's easy to believe. I will probably never totally understand how powerful God is, but I get enough to know that if he wanted to manifest or create himself in the flesh as 100% God and 100% man, God can easily accomplish it since he is God and created all things. Philippians 2 verses 6-10 talk about the relationship between God and the Spirit And God is Jesus, again, 100% God and 100% man, which makes this relationship. God is the ultimate example of selfless humility. Philippians 2.6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus was in the beginning with God, but his name in heaven before he came to earth was the word of God. It was not robbery because he was God, the word. Jesus eternally has been God. The fundamental doctrine of Christ's deity has eternally been in place. Jesus equal to God and constantly claimed to be so during his earthly ministry. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. John 1, 1 read, before really settles it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When the word of God came to the earth, he took on the form of flesh and dwelt among us as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was Emmanuel, God with us. He had to be flesh to take our sins upon him. Fleshly man sinned and separated us from God, so flesh man had to pay that price. Man could not, so in his grace and mercy, God did. The spirit within the flesh was God the word. Philippians 2.7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He left his glory and became man. He gave up his heavenly glory. During his incarnation, Christ completely submitted himself to the will of his Father. While on earth, Christ gave up his eternal being and richness and was poor and owned very little. And he felt the Father's wrath for human sin while on the cross. Jesus left his title, Word of God, in heaven and took on the flesh of man. He came to this earth in the form of man to save man from their sin. Since the problem was in the flesh of man, Jesus took on that flesh. His flesh was the likeness of man so that he could defeat Satan as a man. He left heaven to save creation. He became a servant and had no reputation as Jesus on this earth. His glory was in heaven as the Word of God. Philippians 2.8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross.
Although he outwardly looked like a man, there was much more to him. Jesus humbled himself and subjected himself to persecution and suffering at the hands of unbelievers. Beyond persecution, Jesus' death was not by ordinary means, but was accomplished by crucifixion, the cruelest and most excruciating, most degrading form of death ever devised. Jesus in his flesh suffered pain just as you and I would, and we couldn't take that pain. He humbled himself and did the will of the Father. Jesus must die for the sins of mankind. This had to be to free mankind from sin. Understand that Jesus did this of his own free will in the flesh. He did not have to do this at all. Jesus willingly suffered for us all. Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Whether this name was spoken of here is the unspeakable name in heaven or not, I don't know. I do know that on the earth, this name is Jesus. Christ's exaltation was fourfold. The early sermons of the apostles affirm his resurrection and his position at the right hand of God and his sacrifice for believers. His new identity as the God-man meant God gave him privileges he did not have prior to the incarnation into man. If he had not lived among men, he could not have identified with them as the interceding high priest. If he had not died on the cross, he could not have been elevated from the lowest degree back to heaven as a substitute for sin. Christ's new name, which further describes his essential nature and places him above and beyond all comparison, is Lord. This name is the New Testament synonym for Old Testament descriptions of God as sovereign ruler. Both before and after the exaltation, Scripture affirms that this was Jesus' rightful title as the God-man. Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. I'm going to stop here and say this. My brother on earth and my brother in Christ and my pastor, Brett Baird, Morningstar Church, did an amazing lesson in this area in Philippians. If you want to hear his lesson on these scriptures, go to Facebook and put in Morningstar Church, then go to his sermon for May 3rd, 2020. He has several online sermons he has done since we have been quarantined. Hopefully we will get back to being able to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ soon. I miss my Sunday school fellowship and being around the people that think and believe as I do. And we need that strengthening in our lives. We need that fellowship with our brothers and sisters that are of the same belief that we are. God knows that, and God asks us to do that. He says to not discontinue that gathering together as we should. Anyway, uh, get to the Morning Star online, and once this is all over with, come and see us once we get back to the gathering that we are able to do here shortly. I'm sure you'll like what you hear um, and, and see uh, when you listen to my brother on his live podcast uh, that he's doing uh, on Facebook. So get there and listen to that. I think you'll uh, you'll come out of there much wiser and more understanding of things than I probably have been able to give to you. In closing on this episode, it is vital that you understand who Jesus Christ is and that he is God manifest or created in the form of human man to accomplish the sacrifice that needed to be made for man's sin for our sin, all of it. This could not be accomplished by mankind as God says that we are not good enough to make that sacrifice. 
So in his love, grace, mercy, and power, he came to this earth in our form to save us from ourselves. As save mankind of those who accept the free gift, the only free gift ever you will receive. We still fail. But God the Father only sees us through Jesus Christ. Jesus stands between our sin and God. God cannot stand or even look upon sin or us without Christ. Do not be misled. You must accept Jesus in your life to be in the view of God. Without Christ, you will be separated from God for eternity. Please do not make that eternal mistake. Now, if you didn't know who Christ was and his need in your life, now you know who Jesus is. And remember, folks, truth is truth whether you believe it or not. God's word is truth, and you have the truth now. Make no mistake, you have no excuse. If you have listened to this, you know the truth. What you do with that truth is up to you. I beg you to use this truth to set you free and come into eternal life with me and others. Once you are saved, accepting Jesus for who he is and what he did, you will already have eternal life with God and a personal relationship with him. Life can begin today. Please think about it. I know this is a very frank and honest podcast, but it needs to be said this way, and all listening need to understand who God, Christ, and Holy Spirit are. It's important in having a right and blessed relationship with the one and only true living God, creator of all things and redeemer of all who will accept the path laid out by him. For a great verse to truly understand the full trinity, I'm going to read you again my favorite verse in the Bible in my podcast scripture if you look on my podcast album cover. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Please, please, I beg you, at least listen to what I've said. Please, if nothing else, get in the Bible and read it for yourself. Pray that God gives you understanding and that you see the seriousness in what I've given you today. Because it is the difference between life and death, whether you believe it or not. With that said, and all that, I want to say a few things about the state of affairs in which we are living at present. I came into politics from business, and I do not think like the status quo in government, so I don't agree with all that has transpired in the past few months. I quake at some of the acts of destruction of our God-given rights of freedom. Our Constitution, when written, was written based on many principles of the Bible and God-given wisdom and character. Anytime I watch as those rights and freedoms are attacked, I wonder for what conclusion. Why do we want to destroy our rights and freedoms? Have we lost our way and why this country was formed? Have we forgotten the God that got us here and sustains the freedoms and liberties we have? Have we gotten so lazy, ignorant, or callous 
that we're okay with having our Constitution mutilated and made a mockery of? Do we understand that this is nothing more than a power grab to take control of us until we have no fight left in us? Do you honestly think these power mongers and elites care about you? Don't be deceived as sheep led to the slaughter. I'm going to study and come up to a thesis on the times in which we are presently seeing and experiencing and bring that to you in the next few days. People ask me what I think about COVID-19 and what my thoughts are on how it was handled. I will answer those questions shortly. I do want to close with giving you a couple of thoughts. Those who would have you believe a country of socialism or democratic socialism, as some want to call it, is okay and will be better for all, they are lying to you. Let me give you a brief account of how that works. You're promised all this free stuff, health care, paid for college, whether you need it or not, stimulus money, etc. I've said previous and remind you, government has no money. They print money based on what they get from you in the form of taxes, and they do a very poor job of controlling it, which is why we have a national debt that we will never be able to repay. If and when these socialists get control, they will need what you have to pay for all this free stuff, and they will take it from you if necessary. Those of you in the lower end of the spectrum of finances will not be raised up. Those of you in a higher spectrum of finances will be taken from The simple way to state it is that we will all be standing in the breadline together, gathering the scraps of the elitists that have taken control on this so-called democratic socialism. The chosen few of power will be living highly, while the rest of us will be in poverty-stricken government control. Just look at China, Germany, Korea, Czechoslovakia, and many other socialist communist countries. They will try doing that by what I call the toad in the heated water concept. If you put a toad or frog in a pot of water on the stove and very slowly start turning up the heat in the water, the toad will actually react a little bit but will slowly become accustomed to it until the water is boiling and the toad has succumbed to that. That is the process we are seeing put in place as I write. We are being tested and we are failing. Do not allow your hope and faith to be destroyed. Use some common sense and study God's word to see this process unfold as it did in times past in many other lands, and even in the times of Jesus walking this earth. Please, all I'm asking is to do some common sense research and stop listening to these selfish, arrogant, retrobate-minded people. Listen to God. We always have the hope that sometimes the good guys do win. I hope and pray that we will be awake and the spirit within us will guide us in the truth. For those who understand the concept of which I speak, please pray for the people of this country. We definitely need our brothers and sisters talking to our one and only true living God. Again, I will be working on a podcast to give you my thoughts on this complex issue we are experiencing as I record this. In the meantime, know for sure that God is alive and doing well and knows what is to be next. And to be of good cheer, because if you are saved and know who Jesus is, you are guaranteed a place in the eternal heaven when your time is done here. Lord willing, I'll be back in the studio again to do the next podcast, which will tell you a miraculous story of a cancer survivor and a blessed family that lived in this miracle process. It's a true story, and it's a story that I've lived. May God bless you. All is my hope. See you next time on Truth is Truth, whether you believe it or not. Thank you, folks. <laughs>